Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Who's Your Caddy, presented by Leighton God. Here's your hosts, the Chief, Liam, and Joey Lenz. Hello, friends, and welcome to Who's Your Caddy, presented by Blayton Golf. Please make sure to subscribe and download the pod on Spotify and Apple. Leave us a five-star rating if you enjoyed the show. That would be greatly appreciated. Chief here in studio, joined by my two co-hosts, Liam B. and Joey Legs. Special guest in studio, Romeo the Caddy. Uh, behind the glass, Elo today. Pizzes out, but we're still ready to roll. PGA Championship. Kiowa Island, the ocean course. How are we feeling about the second major of the year, boys? Finally. Finally. Yeah. Well, I like the, I like the new setup, you know, kind of uh, one per month going through the summer. I think it's a little bit better now. And, you know, I can't wait to see this course on TV. Obviously, uh, Romeo here played recently uh, with Blayton Mike down there. Kiowa, he's going to give us a little breakdown of what it looks like on the grounds later. But I, I'm pretty juiced up for this. I can't wait to dive into it. We, uh, We've got a lot on the table today. We're going to do a full breakdown of the DraftKings slate. And uh, what else? We got a little, I give KH Lee a shout out. Had a nice, nice victory over the Byron Nelson. Sammy B was lurking yet again. Absolute wild scoring. Yeah. I mean, I cut line at minus six. How many, how many minus five guys could I have in my lineups? It was a nice looking course. Uh, Definitely. I didn't get to watch too much. We obviously had an event going on up here, but um, you know, 26 to 27 under, it gets a little boring at a point. You know, I I like to see a bit of a tougher test of golf. Like we'll see a Kiowa. I don't think we'll see a minus 26 posted this week. No, no. Also, it's good to note that like those TPC courses are pretty much made for the public. So when the pros get their hand on, get going there, Scoring like crazy. They could they could hit thirty under, so for sure. Well uh I'm I'm pretty much ready to dive in here. I'll give you guys I don't know if you we'll give Romeo a quick uh quick intro here. He's uh our favorite Twitter handicapper. Uh has roots in New York, uh Wheatley Hills Country Club. Also belongs uh to a club down in Naples, Florida, so he has a good Any relation to Keegs? Uh well yeah, you know, Keegs obviously Keegs. was uh Wheatley's finest caddy there back in the day after St. John, so you know, he's going to be able to give us some insight uh, on the grounds, what it looks like there in the clubhouse, and kind of how the setup's going to play this week at Kiowa. Uh, what do you think? Uh, you want to tell the uh, listeners anything about yourself there, Rome? Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me on the pod. I'm a big big fan of the pod. Um, yeah, I was actually, I'm real excited about this tournament. I was down there in November last year. It's a really beautiful, beautiful track. Um so jealous not to be there. You, you and Blade and Mike, I know, seeing all the Snapchats and stuff, it, it looked like a monster, a monster course. Uh, you know, obviously they filmed a bit of one of my favorite movies, actually, uh, Legend of Bagger Vance. Uh, of I think I think, we're, I think it's the practice facility where they filmed a lot of it now, they were saying. Um, but it's just, it's just a gorgeous classic golf course. It's relatively new, though. Um, I think 1991, they had the famous War on the Shore Ryder Cup. And then they played uh, back in 2012, the PGA, that Rory ran away from the field, um, one by eight strokes. So we'll see if he can replicate that this week. Uh, I'll give you a quick course breakdown, and then we'll dive right into the DraftKings pricing. So obviously this is Pete Dye's masterpiece, rest in peace, maybe the goat of the modern uh, architecture game. Pete and Alice. Shout out to Was just about to say, yes, Alice Dye, his wife, uh, actually inspired him to build the course uh, above sea level. So you can have a better view of the picturesque Atlantic Ocean. So that was her uh, many contributions to his architecture, but that was the main one. Uh, the course is set on the Atlantic Ocean, the coastal dune climate. It will be reminiscent of some of the Lynx courses you see across the pond, um, but it's not a traditional Lynx course. You'll see a lot of elements where you have sand areas that aren't necessarily bunkers. So DJ can ground his club this time and won't get <laughs> penalized and lose like he did at Whistling Straits. Um, maybe that's in the back of his mind. We'll get to that as a narrative later on. You're going to see tall fescue off the fairways and, uh, you know, probably seen this in the news. It's going to be near 7,900 yards, could push towards 8,000. It could be a little shorter depending on where they move the tee boxes uh, throughout the week, but it will be the longest major played thus far. Uh, another big element of the course is the unique blend of grass. You know, we always talk about that. Uh, the seashore past Palum, uh, it's really unique to Kiowa and that area. You see the past Palum and different strains of it used a lot on the Euro Tour. 
South Africa, Saudi Arabia. Um, you see it in uh, also Puerto Rico, Corrales, they have it. So some of the Caribbean, it's a southern climate, strain of grass. And it's a little bit different, uh, especially when it comes to putting. They're going to get the stint meter up a little bit, but it's going to be relatively slow in comparison to some of these other fast Bermuda greens that we've seen in the southeast. So, you know, maybe some of these guys that struggle with the fast greens, whether it be a Keegs, maybe even Hideki, we saw what he did uh, on the bank grass at Augusta, could help them out a little bit. Even Tony Finau, another guy uh, I'm penciling in. We'll get to him. But, uh, you know, when Rory won, other guys uh, besides Keegs, Bubba was right there in the top 10. Also, Whistling Straits is going to be a correlated course where they played the 2015 PGA. Obviously, we mentioned it before, what happened with Dustin. So we have a pretty good track record of what we're going to see this week. Um, but... The big factor, of course, will be the wind. Uh, hard to predict. Uh, coming off the Atlantic Ocean, chens, uh, changes every few minutes. So it's, you can look at the tee times. They just released them. We'll do a quick breakdown of the pairings, uh, some feature groups. But got to really keep an eye on it, especially for those round bet matchups. we got to see who's going to be battling the wind and who gets the luck of the draw. So before we dive into the DraftKings pricing, uh, Liam's going to give you a quick update about blatantgolf.com. I want to tell you guys a little bit about our home site, Blatant Golf. We all love golf and can't get enough of it. And when you need just a little more golf in your day, visit BladenGolf.com. BladenGolf.com has something for every fan of the game, from the casual to the obsessive. Along with our weekly blogs, new apparel is now available with brands ranging from Nike to Adidas to Travis Matthew. BladenGolf.com is your one-stop shop for all fans of this great sport. With coverage of everything from news, tournament previews, recaps, betting tips, and much more, why look anywhere else? If you love golf and just want more of it, head to blatantgolf.com today. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at blatantgolf. That's blatantgolf.com, your new home of all things golf. All right, let's dive right into this DraftKings pricing. Uh, at the top of the board, the last man that won on the grounds of the ocean course. Mr. Rory McIlroy, 11-5 at the top, followed right behind Justin Thomas, 11-3, and DJ at 10-9. Uh, who else we got? Let's see. There's two more guys. We'll do. Let's we'll just talk about the 10K and above. Spieth at 10-1, Bryson 10-2, and Rom 10-5. So out of those six top dogs, who do we like the most out of that initial take? Uh, Liam, why don't you start me off? I mean, clear cut, I love Rory this week. I mean, I think he's a little pricey being up in that 12 range. What was he at? Yeah, 11.5 range. He was over 12 on FanDuel. A lot of these guys are really high on FanDuel, actually, which I've been using a lot. But I, I like Rory a lot. He's, you know, got himself back into decent form, you know, with that win. Uh, let's see if it could rock over on Kiowa. Yeah, I uh, like Rory for sure. What about you, Legs? Who do you like to stop? Um, I definitely want to back Liam when saying Rory. I, not that he's my favorite, but, you know, strokes game, T to green, 7.8 last event. That's pretty solid. Um, I like JT. Uh, I would like to see. You know, him. Rory has ripped off consecutive wins in a row, you know, sure. twice now. So let's yeah. see if he could do it for a third time. Yeah, I saw him. I was watching live from, which is a must watch for anybody on the golf channel. But leading up to the event, I think it's on from like seven to nine every night. You know, live from the course with uh, Uncle Brandel, Justin Leonard, and Rich Lerner, and they, you know, they cut to Rory this morning, and they just showed him grinning like a son of a bitch walking down. And he just, you know, he's got the he's got the baby. You know, Poppy. He got the first win under his belt at Wells Fargo. He's got his swag back. He was looking. Yeah, he was he's trying to find it for a while. He was trying to find his swing, and now you know, gets a dub, and he's confident. He's going into Kiowa with, like, he's got a huge set of castanias. It's not like he's backing off. You know, he's not putting from the rough, and he's not, you know, he's not doing stupid shit on the course. He's playing really well. So yeah. hopefully he can, can continue. I like him, uh, Rome. What do you think, Rory, JT? Who do you like? Got to pick out of those two. Out of those top two. I'm going to play both a um, little bit. I'm not going to go crazy with either. Rory, I just worry that the Wells Fargo is a little bit of a fluke because nobody plays better at Wells Fargo than Rory. That's kind of that's kind yeah, of yeah. I, I don't think he, his form is back where um, it was. And JT, who also obviously won his PGA Championship at Wells Fargo. It seems to me like JT that's... always scares me. Yeah, I don't know. I like JT. JT could absolutely black out and take down any tournament he's ever he ever plays in. It looks like Wells Fargo and Honda are probably the two closest comparisons to this course. And what I've seen a lot of crossover on the leaderboards, Justin Rose, you see popping up at both. Um, I don't know. Me personally, I there's no reason not to like any of these top guys. I think they're all relatively now in form, uh, have experience at similar courses. I'm not – in my initial build, I'm a little bit off JT. Again, 
this could be idiotic, but I, I usually don't like playing guys that have already got one of these majors under their belt. I'm I'm really angling for guys like John Rahm that are I was a little off him last week. I know Liam's been on him consistently and I have for the most part myself, but I just think that he he's had a little time now to, to be a father and, and kind of digest that. And I don't think anyone is due for a major more than than Mr. Rom. So uh, I'm gonna be taking Possibly Xander. I'm gonna be taking Rom. Yeah, Xander's always lurking. I just think Rom's game is a little bit superior right now. Um, and then of course there's Bryson, the big 850 pound gorilla in the room, <laughs> which you know obviously the the length of this course will suit to Bryson's game off the tee, but um, the wind and the changes to that and how it's gonna affect his planning. You know a lot of people have talked that that's gonna maybe give him a little bit of a disadvantage this week. I don't know. For I me, think he's a little underpriced. I, I think ten two. I think he should be more. You know, in that ten seven, ten six range. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, for for form overall, I think Spieth is in better form right now. Um, we saw it. He's he's on the tear right now. He finally got that monkey off his back with the win um, a few weeks back. So I I like. For me, it's going to be Dustin. Uh, who again? We kind of just glassed over him. I mean, the guy. Say, I'm off DJ this week. You're but, off DJ. Yeah. I, I think the South Carolina boy knows he needs that PGA. He wants that career glance slam, just like Speeth does, and that's the last box Speeth needs to check off. But uh, I like DJ, Rom, and Speeth. They're going to be my three plays out of the 10K range. Uh, just I, I don't know. Dustin is just. I, I know the injury, whatever, flipping off the boat. <laughs> I think he's going to be fine. Um, and I I just think that his game. Again, the fact that it's in his home state, he's just he's going to win a few more majors over the next couple of years. I think he knows that this is his time to capture as many as possible, and I don't think anyone really fits this course better than he does. So I'm going to be playing Dustin pretty heavily as well as Rom, um, and then Spieth also sprinkled in for me pretty heavily. I think he's I think he is ready to take that next major, and I think he is, I think he is, biting at the bit to get that Grand Slam for his career. So. I'm gonna be on speed. Uh, th- that those are kind of my top three at the top, and then we get into the defending champion and Mr. Morikawa, 9800. Again, for me, guy, I don't usually like taking the guys that won the prior year because there's so many other guys that need this that are in form. I just think the likelihood of him winning again, even if he fits the course, fine. Not that long off the tee, but uh, you know, an elite iron player, probably one of the top long iron players. So I'm gonna be light on Morikawa, um, and I'm gonna be going for these guys that are looking either for their first major or looking to cement kind of their legacy, Hall of Fame status. You know, once you get those two majors, you're kind of you're pretty much locked in. I mean, I don't know, that's that's my view of the top of the board. Um, um, seeing Victor Hovland outside the top 10 amazes me. Yeah. It's very wild. I think everybody and their mother is going to be on Victor Hovland this weekend. Yeah, I think Victor, I think he'll be probably the highest owned player for good uh, good reason. Has won on the past pound greens, Puerto Rico. Um, very good player, ball striking, long enough. Of course, working on his game around the green, working with Phil Kenyon. You know, he's he's getting that that short game. Uh, also, Pete Cohen, he's, he's working with Rory, these European uh, guys. You know, we always hear about Butch Harmon, but the Euro coaches really are elite. And if you look at the leaderboard last time here, all Euros. Ton, ton of Euros, and, you know, the European contingent has only gotten stronger since then. You know, it's been almost 10 years since then, so... Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of international flair on the leaderboard, especially the guys that are familiar with success on links layouts overseas, uh, whether that be in the Open Championship or otherwise. So uh, I don't know. There's, you know, eh, there's Mr. Kepka right there, 9,500. What do we think about Mr. Kepka? I'm not hearing a lot of chat about him this week. Major week and not a lot of talk about Brooksy. Hmm. What do we think? What do we think, Rome? Are we going to play Brooksy this week? I, I think I'm going to bet him. I think I got him at forty to one odds. I mean, that's it's Brooks Kepka. I mean, he can any day he can put it on. Um, I don't care if he has a broken leg or whatever's going on with him right now. But um, not too much in DraftKings for me. Um, uh, you see, you see him drop to plus three, plus four. He'll really be uh, icing that leg, and you know, maybe withdraw. This is a it is a tough course to walk to. So I want. I mean, he's. I mean, a brick house. I mean, he's. Probably the most one of the more athletic guys on the in the field, but um, like this course could do some damage for on his legs during the weekend after a couple of rounds. So I'd like to definitely going to monitor that. 
Yeah, I haven't really thought about that, but that's a good point. I mean, being how long it is, and also obviously you've played there, you've seen it. It's what what do we think about the elevation changes? Are is it is it a rolling course? Is it relatively flat? And obviously it's perched a bit above sea level, but I mean, is it is I mean, it more just about the length, or is it also just a difficult trek with a uneven lies similar to Augusta? Yeah, it's. I think the toughest part of the walk are some of the tee boxes are really perched up. Um, way off track. So you kind of just walking. You always find yourself kind of walking away from the hole after you finish, after you putt, you know, you walk walk off the hole and then you're walking just deep into fescue um, up, a, up a hill uh, for the tee boxes. Um, e- either way, it is, I mean, obviously it is almost 8,000 yard track. So they're, they're going to be walking a good amount. Um, elevation isn't as crazy as like you would see at like Beth Page, but um, the, the I think the best part of the, the course is just kind of the beauty of it. I mean, it's tough to tough to look at the golf course when you have a beautiful ocean and just like the views are unreal from some is of the. Is that where Brooks is gonna be looking straight to the ocean when he misses the cut? Brooks will be fuck. I don't know what the fuck Brooks gonna do afterwards. I mean, is that is our first uh, miscut potential? Actually, uh, yeah. he, he I'm going Brooks first miscut potential. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's got that match. He's got the lefty match with El Prez coming up. So I, I don't know. I don't know what he's really focused on more at this point. <laughs> also recently engaged, obviously, but I think he's kind of. I think he's beyond that. It's not going to be like Willie Z with the immediate miscut post engagement. I think he'll. I think he'll be ready to roll. I, I don't know. I, I think if you get Brooks, I mean, at, low, at first I thought like everyone else, nah, knee's not good, whatever. We've seen it before. We, we've seen this happen to him, and he just he shows up. I mean, he shows up at every fucking major. It, it really it doesn't matter him and Shawfly. Hey, we saw it with Rose when we were all contemplating his health. Oh, that's true. Yeah, came, came out hot right out of the box. Now, obviously, Brooks really didn't come through at Augusta, but that was immediately after the knee injury. Yeah. You know, we're eight weeks kind of past that now, and I think he's known that, and I think he's been gearing up for another run. You know, he wants that three-peat of the PGA now. I mean that that. Brooks has already cemented his legacy. You could retire tomorrow and, and is a surefire all-time great. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just the likelihood of him winning three, that's that. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think he's gonna win. Maybe I might have to err on the side of go, staying away from what Liam said and maybe putting him in like a T twenty ish. I don't know. Because if he shows up, he's he's gonna be the top echelon of the leaderboard. But if he doesn't show up, he's gonna miss the cut. When's the last Bad. time Brooks showed up? Like, ah. also another thing we're, with talk, Brooks, we're talking about, mm. you know, nine, nine to 12 months ago where Brooks was in form. Three like, events ago. I mean, Brooks just does. I don't even think he plays a lot of golf. He, he like, I don't practice. Think he, he doesn't play for like leisure. He plays it just for money. competitively money. and yeah. for big majors. Like, I think also since he was rehabbing the last like one or two months, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't play at all during that time. To be, and then he just recently played, teed it up last week, missed the cut, I believe, but yep. um, can't be trusted. He also loves that chip on his shoulder, though. The fact that no one's going to pick him. I, I haven't seen anyone say that they, they're they picking oh, Brooks no to shot. win this week. I mean, I'm sure he's sitting there thinking that, just stewing up the anger. And, I, yeah, I think it just comes down to the health. If the knee's I don't okay, even know if he's angry. I don't know I if he's Brooks be cares that much about golf in general. He has so much money. He's like become, He's going to become more of a celebrity than anything else once he's all said and done, I feel like. But he's sort of a similar stage to Rory early in his career when he got those majors done quickly. And now you, you see there's a little bit of a break, and then Rory now is back in form. But, like, guys like that, now we're talking from are they top 20 all time? comparison. Or are they going to be top 10? <laughs> what, Rory's early Rory success Brooks. to Brooks? Yeah. Why? Who would you compare Brooks to then? I mean, Rory's early just out of cr- control highlight. Like, he could have been one of the best. I mean, he can still be one of the best golfers of all time. When he's like fully on, he's fully on. It's very hard to play with him. Brooks, on the other hand, like Brooks doesn't care. He, he's hit or miss. Like he's won a couple, but he's not there the next couple of weeks. I mean, I don't know the exact number, but how many guys have won more than four majors? Ten, if that. I don't know. It's I like mean, close. again, uh, the modern era. I mean, the modern era, no, not not ten, three. No. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that Brooks. It's, I think he's, I mean, in his head, he must think he can win 10 majors in his career. And oh, at that yeah. point, he's going to be top five of all time. I just think, time. you know, going back to Rory, Rory, you know, I think comes into every event trying to win. I don't know if Brooks has that same edge. I don't know. Rory looked like he mailed it in quite a bit earlier this year. I mean, I don't know if that was because of the new baby or what, but I, I just think that, I think both of them are going to be there. I do. Maybe uh, maybe I'm erring on the side of caution, but I, I don't, 
I expect Brooks to be if if he's healthy again. We, we'll know quickly. I, I like the point that Liam made earlier. If if he's plus three through the first nine or something, he's he's checking he's, out. He's exploding, and he, you're going to see a WD really before depending Friday. On this like, this is yeah. long with wind. Who plus three might be the cut line. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Probably I, more. I would, plus I would, three. I think uh, 2012 it was plus six. Ooh. So I mean, probably depending on the wind, it could be. But look at the the ilk of players that are, are playing now versus the guys that were there in, in 2012. It's just the amount of international players are so so elite now. There's so many guys. Just look at this. Look at the 9,000. No, range. as we move, that's what I was just gonna say, Chief. As we move into this 9,000 range, it's like, why do I even need to pay 11.5 for Rory when I have all these guys down here? When you get Cam Smith at 8,900, a guy that has perpetually Love. lurked at big events. One, obviously, not a big event recently with Leishman, but still a win. Uh, star of the President's Cup team on what I think is a somewhat similar course at Royal Melbourne, long, sandy track, uh, coastal wind climate. You know, I, I think, I mean, if you if you want to, you know, we, we made a Home Depot run, you know. I, oh, there, there's a Home Depot coming on uh, someone you mentioned in there, but it wasn't Cam Smith. Who was it? Fucking Leash Dog. Yeah, 7,600. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. All right, yeah, I'm throwing the hammer down. Just, just, <laughs> I know we haven't got to the 76. No, I fucking hammered range. the leash dog last week, Yo, and it just was didn't help. hammer on the leash dog. You're nothing wrong with that. Give me that, give me that thing. We're going Team yeah, Zurich. Fucking Cam Smith is getting fucking oh, out. Right, All right, give me hammer the hammer. Hammer the fucking Aussies. The fucking, <laughs> the fucking mullet hammer. hammer Let's go. Double like, hammer you, on. you can't not. Double hammer on Cam Smith, triple hammer on the Aussies. Wait till we get to Adam Scott, seventy nine hundred. But I mean, let let's just let's just talk about this range nine to eight real quick. I mean, kind of glossed over, Mister Carolina Webb Simpson. Uh, is this place going to be too long for him, or I don't know. Yeah, this is this is, this range is my bread and butter right here. Like Liam said, like why why go for these top guys when you could have four when you're creating DraftKings or FanDuel lineups, you could have four of these nine to high eight guys in in your lineup i mean webb simpson though really sticks out for me i mean local boy just always comes through in majors great low-key great short game um great short game and then hit a long ball yeah but stroke, he, short he's short game. Game. He's, i'm yo, not too worried t to green last two events has been very good yeah i'm, so I'm like, really i'm not really that worried in length off the tee like i mean there's like, guys I'm not that are when we're really at, short know, 73 like, 7400 no we're up we're up to close to 7900 8000 yards in this event i don't know if webb simpson's gonna have the length well you also have firm fairways where, where the ball's gonna roll, roll out bit, for you. yeah um and also in 2012 it wasn't this long what was it playing 7400 then and you saw a lot of guys that weren't that long in the top of the leaderboard but now you're adding 400 yards again like they are going to change the tee boxes up it's not going to be 78 50 all four days yeah so you know like rome said if they're dried out which i heard that they're trying to make it a little bit faster to give some of these shorter hitters uh the kevin kisners of so the world how many 400 you know, yard drives does bryson have this week over so, under, oh, let me right, let me go, go back go, 375 plus right, 375 plus let's go over under four that's the line for the whole weekend I'll, might go over in the first round. I'll say, I'll say under just because I think that the wind, the wind. I think he, he's not the straightest driver of the ball. Like for me, I, I think Rory and Rom are the two best drivers of the ball overall driving. Um, I think DJ could be there when he's on. And DJ, yes, and DJ. Uh, and you know another guy who's maybe not so long, but in this range, hits a nice draw, which is going to be the preference of this course. Guy who is ready for a second major. Guy that everyone hates, Captain America, Patrick Reed, ninety one hundred. Yeah. Uh, I think that's hey, a I love Patrick big Reed. I value. Yeah, Patrick, <laughs> no yeah, hate. For oh, him. you're saying big value, Patrick Reed over nine thousand? I don't think yeah. he's going to be in any of my lineups. Really? Tell me why. I just, you know how the hatred I have for him. <laughs> okay, personal animosity aside, yes. um, this guy lurks at pretty much every major. Uh, I think that he is another guy that knows that he needs. He, I mean. For him to get Hall of Fame, he's gonna need like at least two majors, maybe three. Yeah, but does that pressure come into play now? Is he pressing? Is he trying to do it now? Is he? Is he? Does he think he could do it in the next five years? Like perhaps, perhaps. I, don't I mean, know. I don't know. Then you look at a guy like Cantlay right there. I don't know what happened, this dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, he's falling off. Yeah, man. he just looks guy. so good for so long. So good. And like Pete, I don't know what's Pete going Dye on. Expert. Pete Every Dye. time we're on him, he he fucks up. So. Maybe we're we not just, we're yeah. not out on this week. Everyone listening to this should be playing them in every lineup. <laughs> I heard that he's been down there for about two weeks now, so he's mm. definitely probably getting pretty comfortable with the course. 
That's I mean, type. very, very contrarian. So what, what's, so the, I mean, what's the rules to getting out? Like, can these pros, like, if they take off a couple events, get out there every day? Yeah, uh, they can. Yeah, pretty they can I would yeah. say so. I mean, unless they're doing maintenance or something. But, yeah, you see it at the Masters a lot. Guys show up two weeks in advance just to prep as much as possible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I going in, uh, say, a month ago, I, I thought this guy could be a top three guy to win this thing. Just as, again, Pete Dye form, six-month form, but the last month he's just absolute dog shit. It looks like he lost it. He's, he's missed four cuts. Um, so I think you'll get Cantlay, probably get him at like 7% at most ownership. Yeah, he's definitely going to be under 10. Yeah, yeah, he will. And yeah, I wouldn't buy in too Cam much Smith into this. Burger right, right under him. And yeah, Danny B. Yeah, talk about Burger. Danny fucking B, dude. <sighs> Dude, Berger is just phenomenal form right now. Literally almost stole Byron Nelson last week. Uh, is a guy who has really been playing great since he got miffed from the Masters back in November. And he's been he's been just in fuego. Won at Colonial. I mean, he's Daniel Berger is he's he's a guy along with Rom that is probably top five dudes that are ready to win that major. I mean, Dude. that's the next step for him. His stats right now: top twenty in total driving, greens and regulation, strokes gained in putting. Adjusted scoring par three, four, and five scoring bogey avoidance. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> like, how, she, how many top 20 stats can this guy have? Nothing better than Chiefs' reaction says it all. That's Holy it. shit. That's it. I mean, uh, damn, we may have to got run better back numbers than my PGA 2K21 guy. Okay, so Burger, we didn't even talk about Willie Z. I mean, Tony Romo's buddy, I right there, and kind of people are off Willie Z. Let's let's not forget I'm, he just, I'm I just won Z. the fucking Masters. I'm not off Willie Z, but at the same time, like I like like what Liam's feeling right now. Eh. I sort of think he like the Masters was a little bit of his adrenaline run and having you know some real confidence that he could play yeah. with these guys and really let it go. I don't I don't think he's gonna be you know top five in this event. Maybe make the cut, get you some points, but. Yeah, I'm worried that he he blew up really quick after that after the Masters, and he he hasn't really played this best golf the last the few weeks afterwards. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch. And him it's it's week. so funny because this is so uh such a what have you done for me lately type thing where like he did great at the Masters and you know he played out of his mind and everybody in the world was tweeting on about him and posting about him and oh he looks like uh Happy Gilmore's caddy et cetera et cetera et cetera mm-hmm. you know he does ever since that that week span have you really heard anything about him no and I, I think kind of we mentioned it but the fact for a young talented kid he's shown that he can lurk in majors but to do two lurks within a back-to-back major with the amount of competition i just the only I, thing I'm he's lurking the next month is going to be on the corn ferry tour <laughs> yeah, is it, i don't think so. i don't think he's <laughs> i don't think he's going back to the kft but he's, uh, he's still a member of the corn he's ferry. still is he, wait, he's is gotta, he, oh, is yeah, he two right true. now he'll be at the playoffs <laughs> is he two overall still uh, yeah, he was like two overall with like thirteen less events than the other guys. Yeah, that's insane. I don't know. There's yeah, actually, this range is really money for me. I I don't know. I mean, Manny the Hammer again, for Uncle Tony. I don't care. I don't care that he can't win big events. He's gonna <laughs> win a big event at some point. <laughs> at some like, point. At some point, the guy fits great here. Uh, obviously, nah, long I'm enough. Big Tony, all one, over him. One in Puerto Rico, past Palm Greens. Uh, I don't know. It seems like he's pretty good for him on Twitter. It seems pretty happy. Generally a happy guy, but you know he's. T three at the Open Championship two years ago, um, can play in the wind. I just I don't know. It, it looks great for him every major. He he's always there at the majors. Uh, I just him and Shawfly the two guys that that just kind of can't break through despite constant lurkage. But if you know if Tony won this week on a little bit slower greens, I wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't be shocked at all. I'd be quite happy for him. So many dudes. I don't know. We I think we'll just we could just I mean, wrap can, up. Can yeah, just stop. let's just start. We got, but we got to stop talking about Fitzpatrick. This guy sucks. Uh, yeah, him. yeah. Hate I him. mean, he he might be good this he week. He might fucking Arizona. Nah, 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 I mean, nah, nah. Uh, Romeo the caddy's over here. Is like ah, I got him in every fucking lineup. Fitzy? Nah, I, I don't really. You're off him this week. I can see it in your face. You're off him this week. He's not no yeah, shot. He, I mean, these fairways are gonna be pretty open. And the best thing about Fitzy is he he hits fairways. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think that's single ounce of composure in his game. I can't take it with the putter. He's a great putter. He, he actually he's, he's a great he's putter. A he great just, putter. On, on sightly Pretty with the flag. And... Hits the ball straight, but not a guy that's going to actually win here. Nah, he's going to take so. a big shit on Sunday. No yeah, matter where he, he is in the cup line. It, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. a precision guy, like... As, said, as Romeo said, he's uh, he has the ball pretty. <laughs> I mean, straight. if the wind if the, the wind does if the wind picks up though, actually, I, I would I would, I love him. I if mean, the, yeah, if if, it, is... if we're playing in heavy winds, and I mean it looks decently windy too, so I'm I'm gonna play him a couple of All right, times. So you but... just made your decision right there. 
Yeah, the wind, the it. wind calls it for you. Yeah, it's it's see the, the thing about the wind here. I mean, it says it's gonna be 15 mile per hour winds, but that that could be gusts of like 35, 40. So you can't really trust the the weather the weatherman ever. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play him a couple lineups. Couple lineups, yeah. Him and I mean him, Sungjae, Scheffler. Yeah, if you're not uh, uh, Sungjae, man, uh, let's just let's just you know bring it here for a second. If you're not on Sungjae, like yeah, he didn't have a good showing the last couple of events, whatever. I still am so on him. His iron game is so elite. Elite iron player. Um, there's no doubt about that. I'm not hearing too much chatter about him. This no, week, none at all. I haven't seen price. anything about him. Definitely gonna make the cut. I mean, yeah, and I think his ownership's gonna be super low. Yeah. So it could be a good play. Yeah, I like him. Uh, but, you know, you know I like more than him. Fucking where, Hatton. Where is it? Hatton, I fucking yeah. hope. Yeah, yeah, Hatton too. But before him, the pride of somewhere in England, I don't know where. But an excellent Lynx player. Fourth at Aaron Hills, the other longest major venue at this point. Honda Classic, third. A guy three weeks ago, Wells Fargo, T10. Everything lines up this week for a guy to break through and finally get that big PGA win that he's been lurking around for the last three years. I don't want to know the reasons why I love you, but I love Tommy Fleetwood fucking hammer. <laughs> Tommy Fleetwood Mac Daddy. I I'm took sorry. A freaking I, mic to the mouth. I, yeah, listen, I don't care. Give me him and Uncle Tony in the same lineup, and maybe one of them will finally pull through, but... Tommy Fleetwood just checks too many damn boxes. Too many damn yeah, boxes. But for he me checks too many it. damn boxes every week and then lays an egg. Nah, I like Fleetwood. I'm but he's, all over He's a perpetual him. major lurker, though. I know he all hasn't right, come through, right. but 8200 a T5, I'll take that for You're right, times. you're right, you're right. The price, the value there is just tremendous. Tremendous value. He's got to cut his hair if he doesn't do anything in the next couple months. I love the luscious locks, don't get me wrong, but he just poop. I, I mean, think if he cuts his hair, it'll look like he came straight out of prison. Tommy, <laughs> yeah. no. he he's close to being like a rough around the edges look, but overall, uh, I don't know. I just the wind, everything kind of clicks for me for Tommy at eighty two hundred, and you have the three year the three the three Brits in Fleetwood, Rose, and Hatton right there. I think you're I think you're very good to do a light sprinklage of all of them. I mean, light sprinklage. Hatton's taking it home this week. Oh, I'm taking that's Hatton a call to win? outright outright to win. To win? Oh my! And we're goodness. gonna hammer him in every lineup we have. Oh my you're goodness! Hat, Hatton Leishman, that little stack right there. You're gonna have a lot of money to spend for the rest of your guys. I love it. I mean, Ty Hatton, a guy that's won the Alfred Dunhill twice, a guy that is perpetual lurkage on Lynx courses, looks pretty good. So I'm joking around on Twitter doing the Happy Gilmore thing. I mean, he finally showed up. He had he had a run of not doing shit at the majors. I mean, he just showed took up a at month Augusta. Off, I'm assuming he's been just working. Yeah. Yeah, he he's an, he's another guy kind of ready for that next big win. You know, a lot of success overseas, but not really much here in the states uh, on a course that should fit his game pretty well. I mean, Ty Hatton's great, and then again, Justin Rose, another guy we play. I mean, Justin Rose. We're not playing Justin Rose this week. We're not. So I'm playing Justin. What happened? Well, we forget him. about Augusta, seven under, first round in the wind when everyone else was shitting themselves. So we he, forget about he's that? the type of guy that I agree will show up for the big majors and really doesn't give a fuck about the shitty Honda Classic, but I don't think his game is really ready for this type of this type of monster course. Also, he is he is back or he he has this lingering issue. When you're playing this this much yardage, you're definitely gonna try to overswing a little bit. Interesting. I, I just yeah. be careful. I, I would I would uh tread lightly. With Justin Rose. So out of those three, you're not Rose, Hatton, or Fleetwood for you, Rose. Oh, I, I love both those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were talking about a little bit of the old course Scotland uh, comparison with this course on the water. Uh, heavy breeze, links. Um, both Hatton and Fleetwood are unreal at that at the old course. So and you know what else uh, unreal at the old course? Not not ready yet, but remind me when we get to legs sixty nine hundred, right? Remember, remind me to bring up someone that knows the you old course it, pretty Chief. well. It's locked in my brain. All man. right, very good. Uh, <laughs> look at this now coming down the board. You got just look at this European contingent. This is, I mean, two, four, six, literally ten straight guys here in the mid seven range. All. I mean, I love Louis and Schwartzel. Louis, yeah, how can you I, not love him? Yeah. How can I you like not Louis love Louis at eight thousand at a major like, with the Pespalum greens? Like, come on. Runner up at every major. 
Louie. I mean, just every major, he's 8,000, 7,700. They never price him appropriately because usually it's form shit. Another guy that doesn't care about non-majors really doesn't. And even the 7,000 range, it's Yo, the, the 7,000 range is actually fucking ridiculous. Adam Scott, another guy that needs that second major to really cement his legacy. I mean, right, right there shows up. I was looking at the past, you know, not that this correlates to other PGAs, but he has lurked at a lot of PGA championships over the last 10 years. Um, a guy that drives the ball very long and straight, solid in the wind. You know, I, I think Adam Scott and the Prophet. You know, I mean, Abraham I Answer. Right there, number one, green regulation at Wells Fargo, contended at the Amex, another Pete Dye course. I don't know. After that eight thousand Louis, I'm I'm really dropping down past the you know seventy seven hundreds. I'm not a big fan of anybody whoa, in this range. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second now. We're not gonna talk about Uncle Paul Casey, seventy seven hundred. Rome got got a good number on him outright. All right. Was what were we seeing for Casey? Was he ninety eight to one? Oh my god. <laughs> guy, guy, I, yo, yeah, I'm gonna throw twenty bucks on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why would you like, not? I mean, listen, Absurd. the guy really should have won at Haring Park last year, if not for Morikawa fucking driving the green and making eagle on 16. Uh, Paul Casey, let's go. Another guy, not, he's got a few chances left at that major. Really, I wish I wish the listeners could see Rome's face when he said that. Oh start my drooling. God. <laughs> little, I was a little kid <laughs> at Christmas. Over my face. Uncle Paul at 7,700 and almost 100 to 1 outright. That's insanity. Think about this range, yeah, though. Yeah, for a good You're reason, he's 100 get, to 1. Yeah. You're only going to get one guy in this like mid-7 range that actually cracks the top time, top 5, top 10. I don't know. So I think Corey Connors and Sammy Burns could both get that done. And Leash Doggy. Sammy and Burns. oh, of course, Leash Doggy's already in my lineup. I, come on, hammer down. He's winning. Yeah, Day. See ya. <laughs> listen, Jason Day, though. I know he's not in form. I know he's fat right now. Crumbs. One at Whistling Straits. Probably don't the closest it. correlation do here. It. I'm not going to do it, but I'm just, just saying it. it should be considered. His, for history's sake, yes. I agree with you, Chief. No problem. But for this year, hey, oh Romeo, you might have missed it last garbage. week. We did give him the Raymond Felton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Raymond I did hear I, I heard, and I was just shaking my head. I just. <laughs> I, I, I do agree that. Last week was a really good course for Jason Day, and he didn't come through at all. So that just shows you how fucked his shit is. Yeah, I think he's having his fourth kid too. That so boy, another one. Yeah, another yeah, one. You see the pictures Keeps of popping him out. Is he? Is he popping him out this time? I mean, <laughs> he was popping it in, but he ain't popping him out. We'll, we'll say that. Uh, listen, let's let's cut the bullshit. Sammy the Bull, seventy five hundred. I mean. I, I, one thing I've learned over the years, you know, minimal success here and there on DK. You just you have to play guys that are in fuego. You you cannot feed guys that are in form. This guy is a complete blackout. We said it earlier. I mean, he might be the swing. hottest guy in this. Romeo hit whole him. Draft he hit him at Valspar. I mean, yeah. I mean that that this guy again. He really should have won last week. I mean, he had a kind of, kind of a rough situation with the weather. They had to play that Sunday round, yeah. but. I mean, Sammy Burns. You could make the you could make the comparison of Sammy Burns and like, like a guy like Max Homa, right? These mm-hmm. guys just kind of may not have it for a major just yet. I sort of uh, got the sense though after Burns got his first PGA win that he he sort of felt loose. Like I don't I don't know definitely. if he's gonna have the same confidence going into a major. No, it's but, like weight lifted. But off he the definitely shoulder, feels 100%. loose and he's just playing like at a lot higher level than I think he even like owns. Yeah, and I mean. I, I do agree somewhat, Rome, about the Homa comparison, but let's not forget that Max Homa has won at Riviera and the correlated Wells Fargo. Those are two big boy events. They're obviously not majors, but those are two of the be- best fields of the year. And again, I think I sort of like Max Homa here. Everyone's going to be on Keegs, you know, for good reason. I'll be on him a little bit, but if you go even the Harmonator at 7,400, if you go Harmonator and Homa to get off a little bit of that Keegan chalk, I mean, you probably get them at like five percent ownership. I don't. I don't think it's going to be too much. Usually, the ownership suppressed in these major fields. Uh, so I don't kind of like them. Gary Woodland, long guy, loves Tory. Won the U.S. Open at Pebble. It's found something again. Uh, talked to Uncle Butchie Harmon's fixed something with this swing. He he seemed like he was playing great a couple weeks ago. Him and Bubba right there, two bombers at seventy five hundred. I mean, I think you're going to need to sprinkle them in because, like we mentioned, most of the 7,000 upper tier is all Euro. So if you want to get your you, – I always I like to think about the leaderboard with kind of a mix of USA and, and mix of international. Like you're going to need to get some of these USA players down here. 
So if we if we go down just a little bit in that list, I gotta I gotta do my first. Oh, the first hammer's coming. Oh my god, hammer here! What do you got? My boy Harris English. Oh, cousin Harris. I've been I've been I've been ready. I've been waiting for this tournament. Holy shit! Roman's about to jump to the roof right now. Give me give us a Harris breakdown, cousin Harris. All I needed to say was that what he shoot nine under at the Byron Nelson last week. Yeah. That's all I needed to see. And, I mean, he's a local seaside guy. Definitely has played here numerous times in the past. 7,200. He's got the length. Got a great short game. So what do you get him at outright? All in. I think he's I think he's just about, I think he's like 120 to 1. Uh, but I'm, I'm more for DraftKings. Um, I mean, he's... I think that's a great price. For uh, pricing's unbelievable. And even going back to Burns, I just wanted to look it up quick on FanDuel. Like he's in the top twenty-five price guys. Like he's yeah. way underpriced on this. Way underpriced. I mean, for a current form, he should be in the low eights easily. I mean, well, listen. If you do, actually, you know, how I like playing guys back to back. If you go Harris, and we're gonna have legs give a breakdown of the next guy. Mm. May I just give him the hammer right now. You already know. I have him first round leader. Tell them. Tell us about him. Ooh. Tell them. All right. All right. Tell the people what they need to know about Siwoo Kim. Tell them. You're not step only uncle. listen. Let them watch. Let them watch. Let them let let them watch is the epiphany of what what this is. But um, so I've been on Siwoo all season. He's has his ups. He has its downs. I think going into this tournament, I think he maybe doesn't hit the ball that far, but he fits the criteria for who what you need to do at this course. Um, granted, I don't think he's going to win it outright, but I do have him first round leader at 60 to one. Um, I like that P die expert. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a P die course. He, I don't know. I, you know how I feel about Siwoo Kim and how the fact that I can get him at this price is just tremendous. Cause he's going to be in every single one of my lineups. He's going to make the cut line. I mean, um, he's a strictly guy. You got to play only on P die. Yeah, no. See, like that's where the ups and downs come into play. Like he hasn't really done anything outside of a Pete Dye course. Maybe like what two or three events this year. He's been like maybe T ten. Yeah, that he, were not Pete Dye courses. Like at I most. Know. He's at also. Most. I, I think the fact that he's working with Butchie's son Claude Harmon the third, who teaches Dustin and a lot of the other guys out of the Butch family tree. Uh, I think it's taught him a level of composure and professionalism outside of him breaking his putter at Augusta. <laughs> I mean, and, we. Could, you know what it is too. I a lot. I've seen a lot on social media. He hangs out with a lot of the other golfers. Yeah. Um. And I think that's good for him, especially to open himself up and you know to have the confidence, the comfort, comfortability coming into a tournament of this echelon. Um. I don't know. Right. You know on, how I yeah, feel. Yeah. I'm telling you. If you go Harris, Kim, and the Wise Man, 7,200. Talk about guys that are successful on coastal tracks. Did long I miss ball. this? Or did we absolutely skip skip over Uncle? Uh, I was just, <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I had that happen. I'm holding a double hammer, and we can if we don't listen. The Wise Man. I don't know. Play him if you want. Give me the give me the fucking thing. <laughs> I, I have a double hammer before we leave the seven seven thousand range. We're going to start with the guy. I'm still working on his nickname. I haven't found one yet. I want to keep saying Matty the Iceman. Maybe I'm just thinking of Matt Ryan. I don't know why. But uh, Matt Wallace, initial hammer mint of him. Uh, I'm going to go with Jones there. Matt Wallace is elite driver of the golf ball. Lurked at Beth Page. Playing with supreme confidence right now. Good win. Now, great win player, in fact. Uh, has won three times on the Euro Tour. Has just been talking about how good he feels his game is. Ball striking the piss out of it. Matt Wallace absolutely needs to get played at 7,400. And guess what? Guess who's back in the family? Uncle Lee is back. I don't care what he did to me at Augusta. He fucked me hard. I don't care about that because the colonel wants Uncle Lee back in the family. Listen, I've had him on the cover of Golf Magazine just sitting on the coffee table. I told you boys before. There's, there's guys that just have a chance to win that one major that's been elusive their whole career. I think a, he wasted that chance. I thought it really Augusta was going to be his opportunity, but I think this week, and if he doesn't do it this week, I'm going to be playing him again at the Open Championship because we saw what this guy did over the spring. Two runner-ups at the Players and Bay Hill, two elite tournaments that Who's require on the bag? great driving in the golf ball. Most important thing. Helen Who's on the is bag? back on the bag, baby. Oh I don't know God. what the hell he was thinking about putting his son in the bag. That You don't mess with stuff like that when you're going well. Helen's back on the bag. They look great on Twitter. One more time. Uncle fucking Lee, come through for me and come through for the family. We need you in this spot. Good vibes to Uncle Lee. I'm Big, vibes. Big I'm, vibes. I'm ready to be back on Uncle Lee. Hopefully he comes through. What can we do? All we can do is hope. So we'll see about that. 
Uh, at this point, I think it's wise to dive into. Oh, we gotta mention the Co-Kraken though. It's seventy one hundred. I don't, don't want. I was gonna say, him. don't skip the Co-Kraken. Don't want to skip the Co-Kraken. You know, long as an ox, just fucking playing great, has lurked now in a couple majors. It took him a while, but I like him. Any course this long. Co-Kraken. Who else? Cooch Dog. Okay, that actually are. There are a few guys here at the 7,000 range I want to mention. We don't have to talk about Ricky. I don't want to hear it. How many lineups you put Billy in? Billy Ho, 50? Cooch, Homa. Sickening him out of lineups. No, I'm, I'm probably doing lineups. 20 in the, in, the, in the three, Birdie. I don't know. I give the listeners <laughs> some guys that we absolutely fucking hate down here. Too many uh, guys were like. All right, well, how about. Tell me about. I mean, I usually hate Matt Jones, but he has played better. Ben Coley was on. Sir Ben was on. I know Romeo's Romeo a big Matt Jones, Matt Jones guy in the way. We're, we're all over Matt Jones. Try to sell, sell us on Matt Jones. Great win player, um, playing great this year. Um, why not? Hits the ball a long way. How about, has he lurked, though, in really any majors? I mean, all, all he wanted is a made cut at 7,100, right? Give, give me a T30. I want a T20. I want a T20 at 7,100. Ah, he, he T25 at Augusta. I mean. All right. Okay. Why not? All right. Why not? Let me, uh, I'll try to sell you guys on somebody. Better not be Ricky Fowler. <sighs> no, not yeah, going to be Ricky. No Can't say thing. on him. Uh, Kuchar goes without saying. The Mr. Pete die. Uh, again, another guy last chance maybe at a major. but uh, I just think the course might be too long for him Could this be weekend. too long. Here comes a cl- classic chief range right here. VP, Cousin Carlos. Again, you're, you're jumping Bomber. the gun a little bit. We didn't get to 6,900 yet. Martin Keimer. Check the Twitter t- timeline. I've been on this guy for the last three months. PGA Championship winner in the past has found something with his game, whether it be a rejuvenation, uh, dare I say, a fountain of youth discovery for Mr. Keimer. Uh, 7,000, again, whistling straights. Everything lines up for me for Keimer here to, have it, to at least be lurking in T10 territory. Eric doesn't like it. Tell me why you don't yeah, like Keimer. He could lurk T10 3%. on Friday, but then Saturday comes around and Eighty, he'll drop an eighty easy. You think so? All right. <laughs> yeah, so we, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. It just some of these guys just can't put together four solid rounds. To what about Bobby play. Mack? Who do you like better, Bobby Mack I mean, or Keimer? Bobby Mack, I think, is my cousin. Because uh, yeah, Bobby I'm still from Scotland, firm yeah. with my uh, my uncle. But um, Bobby Mack, I'll play. Why? Why not? Hits the ball a long way. It's a little linksy course. He's from Scotland. Um, another guy. That I love the Frenchman. I don't know where he is. He's a little bit further down. I'll, I'll hold off. Wait, don't but. steal me with VP. Yet. We have, we're going to talk about him pretty briefly. But I, I want to mention Grillo is a guy who, I mean, again, maybe not thinking about majors, but excellent on past Palm greens, coastal tracks. Great ball striker. Yeah, play, just playing really well. We talked briefly about kids. You don't want to talk about Fowler. Fine. Kirk, I don't think he's going to get up to the PGA standards. But we could talk about him right now. I, I didn't hammer him initially, but the more I think about this, very strong draw line. This guy, Victor Perez, sixty nine hundred. Gotta talk about him briefly. Um, mentioned he actually lives right next to the old course in Scotland. So uh, even though being a Frenchman, he has tons of experience in the win there. You may remember he lurked at the match play, another Pete Dye course in Austin. Uh, lurked at Players Championship top ten. Uh, Victor Perez is a guy that and now he was up to I think thirty in the official world golf ranking and i just think that 6900 everyone's going to be on Stewart sink at that price but i think if you go palmer another great driver of the golf ball and victor perez you can really get some nice high i don't like i don't see him going over four percent maybe five percent no we're all over the 6900 guys yeah, come on six, and oh, how about king henrick i got right a nice there? little 67 excellent win player who we got 67 all right well we got a king henrick maybe in 2005 yeah nah, no more henrick <laughs> He did lurk a similar lurkage at Augusta, but William, who is that 67? That's oh, Sammy Horsecock. Horsefield. Horse whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Paul, Sammy Horsefield. Absolutely love him. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were on him the other week. I kind of expected, though, honestly, in my gut that he wasn't going to show up for his PGA event, but now he's got a little practice under his belt. Give, give us a little lowdown on why we like Sammy. I, I saw a couple of his highlights from the British Masters, uh, you know, a week ago. And, you know, we finished top 20 there. He was striking the ball really well. I think this long course fits him pretty well. And I think for the value at 6,700, you got something there. You think over the South African contingent of Charles and Shorshul? Brandon no, Grace? absolutely Brandon not. Brandon and Grace, I think we need – I've listen, I've been on Charles for weeks now. I, I think both of them, but they're going to be higher owned. Like, they'll be higher owned. Uh, and but, you know I'm always on the best. Like, 
There's never a week he doesn't get played. I want to be on the Bez this week. I want to be on him, but I just – He doesn't miss cuts. Down. He just doesn't. But he doesn't really work in T10 range, though. I guess You're you don't 6, need that. You're at You don't need yeah. that T10 there. I guess you could just sprinkle the three South Africans at 6,800. But if you want to get a little contrarian, Francesco Morinari, I think he should be mentioned, won the Open Championship. That was pretty windy that day. Uh, and another guy – Romeo's <laughs> firstborn son, Thomas Peters. I mean, Belgian, no. the second Belgian yeah, bomber. He killed. No, he's, got, he's dead to me at he's this dead. point. He's dead to but me. Oh, I do need on. to backtrack really quick as you drop hammer. the Brandon Grace name. So Brandon I got to drop the hammer. Here we go. He's Grace. fucked us so many times, but Still I want to get back in bed with him also. Cool. I understand. Oh. One of my biggest bets this week is going to be him top 10. Mm. Um, still waiting for that line to come out. But, um, I mean, if you think about it, he he holds the record for the lowest round on the, the at the British Open. Um, playing great this year, almost maybe did he win twice? He, I think he, he, I think won, he won. Uh, he won at Puerto Rico. I think he won, he won twice. Won, um, almost three times. Puerto Rico events count. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, him and Uncle Tony. <laughs> and, and he has been. He has shown to lurk at majors. So I'm I'm gonna give him as the cheapest option. He's he's my guy. This week, yeah, he lurked. He he actually almost won at Chambers Bay U.S. Open when Dustin three jacked that putt on eighteen, and Spieth ended up winning. But uh, yeah, I I think that I think this actually is a nice little sneaky little range here, the just below the seven K range. Um, I'm gonna throw Thomas Peters in one lineup just for his length. Uh, has contended at PGAs in the past, contended at Augusta. Uh, I'm a little disappointed to hear that you're not going to be on your firstborn son, but whatever. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Can't tell you how to run your family. So, <laughs> listen, I, I don't know. There comes a there comes a point here when you just got to pick a few of these guys. You don't want to get too too invested in your sicko specialist down here. But, I mean, Monday misprice. Alex Noren, 6,600 elite win player, in, back in great form after a long stretch. That's, I mean. It's a nice little play right there. That's it. That's not the right price for him. I don't know when the hell they did this pricing, but the guy's just been lurking pretty much every few weeks now. I'm usually not a Noren guy. I think he's a little too much in his head sometimes with the swing mechanics, but 6,600 for Noren. Might have to do with the one T20 all year. Uh, mm, could be. Could no be. T10s. No T15s. No. Uh, not yeah, one T15. But I, mean, but I mean, yeah, T15 in Genesis, big boy event, 6,600. Yeah. That's all we're – I mean, that's what nah, I'm looking for, 6,600. HV3, are we going to give him a couple lineups? Carolina guy. Uh, was in the final pairing at Beth Page Black not that long ago with Brooks. They shit himself, shot 81. But regardless, I mean, he has that experience now under his belt at this tournament. Interesting little play. Who else down here? Munoz? Jana, wana, 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 wana. Jazz has actually poked his head into a couple Yo, of his, I love his DraftKings picture Yo. is hilarious. It's insane. It, it looks, looks like, like he's just like, like poking like a catfish the picture. Yeah. No, they <laughs> might have like cut it off of like a picture and just cropped it in there. Yeah, I don't know. Gooch Meister. Dude, Denny Mack. NASCAR Mack. Uh, we, got, come it, on, we can't have come Romeo on, on and not talk about Denny. We do love Denny, but if Denny if Denny could pull this one out, I would I would. That'd At least so make the cut. Joy. Like, what do you what do you think? What do you think? Nah, he's just he <laughs> doesn't have the, he's just not long enough off yeah. the tee. His approach. It's, I mean, his strength is his problem. putter, and that's not gonna really help, help him, him yeah. here. Um, but one guy I do I take a look at another Frenchman, Antoine Rosner. Yeah, we're gonna play. Yeah, watch out for him. He he actually shown he I think he top five at a WGC at a concession. So he's shown that he could play with the the big dogs, and you know why not. He also showed up at the match play along with Victor Perez. I guess the Frenchman liked that Austin for whatever reason, but Pete died, of course. I don't think anyone under 6,400 is entering our lineup here. Under 64? What about uh, Joel Damon, 6,400? Wells Fargo won at Corrales this year, past Palom Greens. Interesting. I saw Sundog, he was on him. What about the Postman? Postman, the postman comes. Postman, he'll get in no deliveries on Sunday. Tell you that he'll get in one lineup. Let's not forget when Bogey free seventy two holes at Sedgefield last year. You know, not that far off. Uh, elite putter, but yeah, a little no, erratic he, off the tee sometimes. He is struggling with his irons at this point. I think he ranks last in uh, strokes gain approach. I would stay away. But one guy at this really cheap range. I know who's uh, Adam Long. Oh yeah, give me some Adam Long. Why not? Good pass pound putter, but I don't know. East Coast guy. Um, Duke boy has he has the ability. He has, I mean, he was in the 
the finals at the FedEx Cup last year. I mean, he why not? I thought you were gonna go with Dean the Dream, Dean Burmeister, sixty three hundred, the pride of Johannes. Looking at looking at Long's last couple uh, results, last five it hasn't finished in the top eighty. <laughs> but he he yeah. did he did finish twenty second at the Players Championship. A little erratic, but a little it could erratic. be could be a guy that gets up for the the big tournaments. This guy goes three sixty nine, sixty seven, sixty eight, ninety five, one hundred two. He T thirteen He T thirteen at the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, so I, I I give him the respect. Yeah, he actually respect. He it. does show up at some big events, but besides that, he has been in shit form. So I don't know. What I think this is more of a form over history event. So you, you like the Gooch man? Then look pretty good. PGA I always love Gooch year. and Cooch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Gooch. Cooch, I don't know. Yeah, this is scary territory down here. Damn. It's not even sicko. This is demented range. This is demented range. <laughs> I don't know. Sickest play. Will, uh, JT Poston will get in the lineup. <laughs> He'll get in like the DJ Rom lineup at the top where I need the 61 at the end. But I don't know. Big John Daly, 6,000, one shot. Nah, I can't do it. Got to give him a shout out though. D- uh, going back to DJ. DJ scaring me. I'm Why? What happened? He's scaring me at the top of the lineup. What? What's happening? Did something happen? Is he on a trip? Where is he? Just Where's he partying? I just haven't seen him in a while playing playing at DJ level. Yeah, I don't know, but you know he can show up at any oh, moment. Oh no, of course. All right, I think I think we get a pretty good breakdown of DraftKings. Take a brief break where Legs is gonna tell you about Blade and Business Apparel, and then we'll dive into our final bets. Are you looking for a way to outfit your employees with great custom apparel with your company's logo? With Blade and Business Apparel, they make it easy for your employees to wear your brand. Put your logo on anything ranging from polos and jackets to hats, t-shirts, and everything in between. You could even choose from name brands like Nike, Adidas, Champion, the North Face, and even more. All it takes is your logo and a grit, an idea to get started. Just head to blatantbusinessapparel.com and you can get started on a free quote and mock-up. Don't wait to get your team repping your brand. Head to Blatant Business Apparel today to begin. That's blatantbusinessapparel.com, your home for all your corporate apparel needs. All right, so before we do our final picks, we do have a uh, one listener question. Maddie Pots and Pans wants us to explain the difference between sprinkling, peppering, and hammering. You know, we, we hear that a lot. We broke down the family tree last time, so we'll give you just a, you know, for me, when I say sprinkle, you know, there's different levels of sprinkling. The Jimmy's on the ice cream, so if you go to Baskin Robbins, you know, you gotta, uh, give me three shakes, give me two shakes, whatever. Um, you know, a sprinkle is, I would say, the baseline of, of the – of the hammer. I really hope you don't go to Baskin Robbins nah. and say that. Oh yeah. <laughs> what are you kidding me? I love I VR. Can't, can't control myself right now. Yeah. Chief talking about the shakes. Yeah, like three shakes, two shakes. I don't know. Sprinkle. You want to go light sprinkle mint uh, or sprinkleage? Usually, you say like that's a guy that you're you're somewhat confident in. You know, your Harris Englishes of the world, but you can't you can't give them a full hammering. Uh, so you want to just sprinkle light so sprinkle. You know, cu- couple lineups. Couple maybe. lineups. That's a good. No that's outrights. a good like fifteen to twenty percent of your lineups. Yeah. Say like. Sprinkling is a little less. I would say a little less. So 10 10 to 15 range? If you do 20 lineups, I would say 1 to 3 lineups is a sprinkling. So we're 5 to 15%. Yeah. Now, if you're a little more confident in a guy, you want to get out the the pepper shaker, Uh, maybe a little cracked, you know, get the peppercorns crushed up in there. You're gonna pepper a guy, you know, that's that's a solid three to five lineups. You know, that that is you want the you want fifteen to twenty percent ownership. You want them you want them pretty heavily invested in your lineups. Um and then at that point, you know, we move to the hammering. So Uncle Lee's of the world, you know, that when when Anywhere someone from thirty Kim, to hundred percent, Sammy Siwoo Burns, Kim, every Siwoo, fucking week, you know, uh, those type of guys, they need to get hammered. Okay, that if you have utmost confidence in a guy, you know, he's got to be in forty or more percent of your lineup. Yeah, we're talking lineups. We're talking round one leader. We're talking right. full uh, round leader. We're talking. What are we getting to when we start talking about line. hammering our family tree? It sounds a little odd on. Well. Listen, <laughs> it's a metaphorical sense. We're not really, we're not going to be too literal with this. But overall, it's basically a confidence index. Bottom third is going to be sprinkling. Peppering is going to be the middle tier and utmost supreme confidence. Go to Home Depot, get your nails, and hammer away. That's pretty much how we're going to explain it. So hopefully that clears things up for any listeners that were curious about that, if you couldn't tell already. So let's just dive into our final bets. We'll do some outrights. We'll do some first round leaders, and I'll start off with top draft kings value, please. Uh, you'll see the full list on the Monday misprices. Make sure to be looking at that article. Um, in fact, top of the board, I'll just give you the outrights. We mentioned it before. For me at the top, it's going to be John Rahm, Dustin, Cam Smith, and Tommy Fleetwood. That would be my my top five for your upper echelon players to win. A middle tier, these would be T20 or T10 options, so the, the peppering range. 
uncles Paul and Lee, and then also Matt Wallace I like a lot. That range and the leash doggy, of course. And then Sicko Specials, sub-7,000 on DraftKings. Stormin' Norman, and give me JT, the postman. The postman. All right. Who's up? Legs, give me it. You look yeah, ready to roll. I got, I, I'm ready to roll. You know, I got a couple round one leaders. I got some top uh, countrymen. And then, uh, you know, win, winning margin and uh, one one at the end that's going to make a couple guys be pissed at me, but whatever. Um, uh, so I got Siwoo, round one leader. I uh, got Morikawa, round one leader. The top South African player, I'm going with Charles Schwartzel. Like uh, top Belgian player, there's only two. Thomas Peters, it's minus 150, so it's not that bad. Uh, the winning margin, two strokes, plus 350. And the last one, Cantlay's not making the cut, so plus 225. All right. Liam, like give me a... We're going to go outright Bryson 17-1. to one. Like that a little bit. We're gonna go Hovland twenty to one outright. Tony Finau forty to one outright. And the last outright, Mark Leishman at seventy to one. And we're gonna jump into some top twenty plays. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Forgot myself an outright here. <laughs> Stand out. Ooh, the big hammer on him. I don't know why I can't find him right now. What tier are we looking at? Mid tier. We're going at Terrell Hatton to little Ty, Ty Hatton. Hatton. All right. Yeah. Where is Ty Hatton on here? Gotta be like. That's what I was looking. All right, well, I don't see him posted up here. Whatever number you get on Hatton, take it. That's my favorite outright play, no doubt. Hatton's plus, it's 60 to 1. 60 to 1, yeah, take that. Put your house on it if you All have right, one. Very good. And Romeo, what do we got? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We still oh, you're got not done. You're still peppering. Oh, oh, All right, come on. Done Let's go. Speak along. We got a T20 Mark Leishman plus 225. We got a T20 Charles Schwartzel at plus 350. And we're going to throw the Bez in there, a little top 20 at plus 450 for the some fun. All right, very good. DJ to miss the cut. <sighs> nice. Wow. DJ Sick. Cantlay, see you never, see you later. All right, Rome, give us your final best plays of the week. So I'm, I'm going to stick with DJ and Spieth as the top, top guys here. Um, I'm going to go with – this is going to be just – just random list here. Uncle Lee, first round let's leader. Let's go. Come on, first Uncle round Lee. Leader. Let's well, go. Let's let's not. How crazy I, is that? I, I don't know if he's going to win it, but the, he's the type of. Some of these older guys can go low real real quick. So I'm going to go Uncle Lee, first round leader. Brandon Grace, top 10. Harris English, top five. Um, and a lot of Harris English. That, I don't know if I mentioned him. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's that's. Those were my locks. All right, now let's. I want to. I want to go just straight up. Who is going to be holding the Wanamaker Trophy at the end of the week? Just one person who is winning the tournament. Forget about number. Forget about value. Just who? Who do we think is going to be hoisting the trophy on the shores of the Atlantic come Sunday evening? Legs, give me your play. This is tough, and with a lot of consideration. I'm going to have to go with Cam the Mullet Smith. Wow, like that. Like that play very much. Wow, with no value whatsoever. It's a strong play. Cam Smith. There's some value. What do you mean with no value? I'm saying taking value out of the equation. Just oh, who's no, gonna no. no. Who's going to have, who's like going to hoist a trophy? No value, no nothing. I don't care where he is in DK, FanDuel, what's his outright. Don't care. Ballsy. I like it, Legs. The Mullet. All right, Liam, tell me why Ty Hatton's going to win. Uh, Ty Hatton is going to win, but with an absolutely I, – I love the value there. With no value, I'm going to say Bryson's going to be taking this on. Okay, Bryson. All right, Rome, who's going to take it? DJ. Fuck. <laughs> I was going to go – no, you know what? Okay, I was I – was, I'm not go torn. with DJ too so no. I could tell both yeah, of you guys. No, you this guys is going to be great. No, yeah. I was torn between DJ and I just – the more I think about it, it's time. You know, it was time for Hideki at Augusta. It's time for John Rahm to hoist oh, that major. Right. I think that's, he's going to take it home Sunday night. That, that's the more likely chief play. With the spirit of Seve watching over him, rest in for peace, sure, yeah. I think that Rahm will, will find in a way. Rahm over DJ final pairing. Oh, my Ooh. God. We're going to have oh. to watch that from we're Delaware the, we're somehow. Still I don't know. Th- we're we still to... think DJ is going to make it to the final pair. He's always there. He always, he finds a way. I, I think I think Rom is, but I I just think that Rom is so ready, and I think that he saw, hey, Hideki can win the major. Like fuck it, like it's time now. So I I'm gonna go with John Rom as the champion. Uh, I like Rom over DJ. Yeah, DJ's um, been scuffing for like three months now. Yeah, yeah. I take the Rominator. 
I'm juiced up. I'm juiced up. Uh, listen, guys, hope you like the show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Blatant Golf. Uh, you can find all of our handles at Romeo the Caddy. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, Appreciate you guys. Yeah, we'll, maybe we'll have you back in the future. Make sure to please subscribe, download, give us a five-star rating if you can. It would be greatly appreciated. We've got new merchandise out on blatantgolf.com. Make sure to check that out. Just posted something on my Instagram. I like fire, that. Fire pick with a blatant golf shirt on. I like that. And Spotted. You know, we always tell you to take dead aim like Uncle Harvey taught us. And I'm going to leave you guys with a quick quote today from Stephen Pressfield's book. I referenced the movie before, Legend of Bagger Vance, filmed at Kiowa. Just remember this, you know, not just this weekend, but when you're out on the course, you know, just keep this in mind and, and it'll do you well. Forget all else, Juna. But remember this. You are never alone. You have your caddy. You have me. More devoted than a mother. More faithful than a lover. I stand by your side always. I will never abandon you. No sin, no lapse, no crime, however heinous, can make me desert you, nor yield any less than my ultimate fidelity and love. Who walks his path beside me feels his hand upon him always. No effort he makes is wasted, nor unseen, unguided by me. Therefore, Juna, rest in me. Enter the field like a warrior, purged of ego, firm in discipline, seeking no reward save the stroke itself. Give the shot to me. I am yourself, the ground of your being, your one true authentic swing. Enjoy the tour. William James. That's it.